You ready? I am. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Ville House Podcast. Uh-uh-uh. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host, Holly Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? Hello. Hello. So here we are, another night. We procrastinated. We apologize to everybody, uh, to all the listeners. Um, we've been slacking. We procrastinated. We've been struggling. So this podcast is coming out a little bit later than usual, a day later than usual. Two days. Yeah. Yeah, I guess a day. We, uh, Man, life has been busy. That's not an excuse, but we've just been busy in general. Yeah. Man, the 75 hard is kicking our ass this time around <laughs> yeah i don't know what it is about 75 hard this time but it's just like wearing on us yes i know for, like for me i'm i've just been losing a lot of motivation with 75 hard the scrugs is gonna laugh at us but i'm not losing motivation with it but um like i'm still completing all the tasks every day it's not like i'm trying to find cheats to not complete the task or whatever I just think this is the first time that we've done 75 hard where, like, life is in full swing while we're doing it. Like, I'm back in college full time. The kids are in gymnastics full time. You're officially the flight chief, so you're working long hours. Um, We've just, there's been a lot of side things, whereas when we did 75 hard before, it was just like the kids weren't fully in team yet. I was taking a break from school. We had more time to accomplish things yeah i guess so i guess there wasn't so much uh pressing on our time as there is now yeah um but it is what it is we're so we still made it through mm-hmm. so far we're what what day is it 21 we're, we're day 21 of 30 days so 30. we have more nine more days to go and and we'll be done with this with phase two been a lot harder than i thought it was going to be yep all right, so this time on the podcast, we decided to take a little trip down memory lane, I guess you could say. Yes. So we're going to talk about music and songs that trigger memories or remind us of like a certain pastime, maybe a, a certain point in our lives. And I know everybody has a lot of those songs, maybe not. But I would imagine everybody's like, oh, you hear the song. Oh, this reminds me of when I was back in high school. Oh, this reminds me of that one time always. Yeah, so before we, like, get far down this rabbit hole, um, I just want to clarify that by no means are these, like, my favorite songs or, like, songs that I search out. But they are songs that they just trigger a memorable moment. Yeah. Um. Of something that, like, I look back on pleasantly. Oh, we're doing happy memories? Well, well I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be happy memories, <laughs> no, but kidding. for me, I think the ones yeah. that I was drawn to were happy memories. Yeah, I think if if we tried, we could probably come up with 100 songs uh, that just trigger those memories or, yeah. like, those pastimes or, like, a certain point in your life that just, that's the song that does it. Yeah. Like, oh, man, yeah, that takes me back to my freshman year in high school or that takes me back to uh as being a little kid and doing this or whatever yeah it's it's good yeah do you want to go first i think I you can. should go first it was your idea so you go first yeah so like just songs in general when i think of songs that trigger memories um the song i always go to is i hope you dance by leanne womack I don't know. Like, I think if you heard it, you would know it. But, um, and I, I don't want to play the songs on here because I don't, yeah, I, I don't under- know the copyright, the copyright, right? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, that song just, when I was a teenager, um, my mom, that song was just playing on the radio. And my mom was like, I just always want you to remember this song. Like, this is my song to you guys. She was talking to me and my sister. Um, about how, like, just the song would lead us places in life. And the premise of the song is, like, even when life gets super hard, don't, like, don't forget the small things, pretty much. Like, I hope you dance even when 
like you don't feel like it or life is hard. Um, and now like that I'm older and I can appreciate the lyrics to the song and stuff. It's a super old song. I don't know when it came out. Um, hold on. Let me look it up quick. Um, but that song always just uh, makes me think of my mom and takes me back. Just like good th- memories. throughout your life or a specific. So the song came out in 2000. I say a really long time ago, but I guess 21 years ago. 2000. It came out in 2000, but it just, uh, it's a memorable moment of me, my mom, and my sister together. Yeah. Um, and then now as a mom, like when I hear the song, I always think of my own mom and think of like, it's such a good song that I wouldn't mind passing on to my children to like, hey, Whenever you're just in a struggle, think of the lyrics. So you got dedicated to the kids. I've listened to it before and told the kids the same thing my mom told me. Like, this is my song to you guys. I wonder if they'll remember it like the way you do. I don't know. I was older when, when my mom told me and and they're pretty young still. So we'll see. 2000. So you were 11. Yeah, I was a baby. <laughs> like Braylon's age. Yeah. All right. I have all the songs that I... Uh, that I'm going to talk about pulled up here. Are you going to play them? No. No? No. I was about to say, yeah. No, no, I'm not going to p- play them, but it's just it, just so I can know, like, uh, the actual name of the song uh, and then the year that it was released. Some uh, of these are pretty old. Yeah, I guess I could look up the years that mine were released, too. So the first one is Thuggish Ruggish Bone. Do you know that song? I do. My Bone Thugs in Harmony. You know when it was released? I don't. 1994. Oh my! <laughs> and it's that it's the thuggish ruggish moan. Yep. And, and I don't know any of the song. I just know the hook. That's like the only part of the song that I can ever remember. So if I go back and listen to it now, that's the only part that I know. Um, why? Um, why that song? And, and the only reason that this song like triggers anything is, uh, so I was in middle school. I was in middle school and Eddie, mm-hmm. so my best friend, he lived across the street from me. Well, we grew up together. Um, he he told me one time, he's like, hey, man, let's ditch school today and let's just like go mess around, do stupid shit. And I was like, I think I was like in sixth grade maybe. And I was like, no, man, I can't do that. I can't do that. Like I'll get in trouble. Was, You're a good kid. No, I wasn't really a good kid, but like. I don't know, just ditching school sounded like it would get my, I would get my ass whooped, so <laughs> I didn't want to do it, and uh, I was like, nah, man, nah, so he's like, okay, whatever, bro, and uh, he's like, I'm going to ditch school, I'm like, okay, so that morning, I walked to the bus stop, and I was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to ditch school, Eddie didn't show up to the bus stop, so I went around the corner, there's like a little path between an empty property you jump the fence and you're in eddie's backyard so i went through there and i'm knocking on his window and i was like hey bro i did school (laughs) so let's go do whatever it is we're gonna do or whatever you had planned he's like oh no man i gotta take my mom to to the dentist dude's like he's in eighth grade and he's taking (laughs) his mom to the dentist i was like what the what the fuck i did school like I'm, i'm not gonna walk to school he's like you know what i'll be back like really quick it'll take like an hour or something uh, here's my headphones and my Walkman. Just go walk around or do something. <laughs> so Keep I like, busy. I was like, what the fuck? Like, he wasn't like, just hang out in my room or anything. Like, go walk around and do something. I couldn't go back home. Yeah. So I took the Walkman and the tape that was in there was the Bone Thugs and Harmony tape. And uh, the Thuggish Ruggish Bone was like the only song that I knew or that I liked on that tape. And I just listened to it over and over. Rewind. Yeah. <laughs> yep. On a Walkman. And I just listened to that shit for like hours because it didn't take Eddie an hour to get back. It took him forever. And I was just walking down the canal or at the ditch for some of you people, whatever, like just in the canal because I couldn't back home, go back home. I'd get caught and I wasn't going to walk to school. So I was like, Dang. fuck it. That's a... That's funny that that's like I when I was making my list, there were so many songs that came to mind, but it was like this song is memorable because like 
every time we would go like right around town that's what we called it because there's nothing to do in our town so we just like drove in an l shape um we would just listen to that song but i didn't put those songs on the list just because they were just like yeah like we were just driving in a fucking l shape listening to this song over and over because it like had bass and we went our cars like boom (laughs) (laughs) because we were stupid all right, so the second song, so all, like, clarification, all of my songs are from the 2000s. Oh, my gosh. So I'm so old. <laughs> um, the next one I have is Wagon Wheel, but not from Darius Rucker. From the original. Old Crow. Yeah, so Old Crow Medicine. Um, and that song, like, came out in 2004, and... I don't know why, but on the day that I graduated high school, so it was like in May of 2007, when we graduated, we were all in our cafeteria, like in our caps and gowns, um, and we graduated on the football field. So all the families were out in the football field, like on the bleachers, and then we just had chairs like on the actual football field, and we were going to walk in two by two and like split off to go to different sides or whatever. So we were with the people that we were walking in with and then just out of nowhere, like our entire graduating class just started singing Wagon Wheel in the cafeteria, like from first lyric to the end of the song. And that song's long. Um, And so we all just stood in the cafeteria. We were all singing it. It was horrible. But like every time I hear that song, it just takes me back to graduation day. Like even when I hear the Darius Rucker version of it, it's just like the lyrics of the song. And it's like, uh, like on graduation day for some reason that was the song that like us as an entire graduating class like rallied to ground together before we walked the line and it wasn't planned or anything nope it was crazy it was a good time though so now when i hear the song it's just like takes me back to high school to that day where i was like i'm officially a a real person now like i gotta go out into the world and be a grown-up you know i remember very little about my graduation yeah. Like there's a lot of holes in in my graduation. Like I don't remember I remember walking the stage and getting my diploma, but like everything before and after, like getting to the the venue and finding my seat, all that shit, I don't I don't remember like what I did that day. We did so many walkthroughs of graduation because um at the time, my last name was Hughes, so I was right in the middle of the alphabet. And as we were walking the line, you walked with someone who was opposite letters of you. So I sat on the right side, but I, I don't remember who I walked with. But I remember walking the line, um, I walked with somebody who had a B name. So as we like split off, like the B name went to the left and I went to the right. So that when they called us, we would like file out alphabetically. Um and then I just remember, like, we sang the song. It was, like, everybody was emotional. We were all, like, just talking and hanging out. And then we got in our, like, lines. And we walked from our cafeteria um, through the school. And we came out of the gym. And the gym was right across the football field. So we walked out the gym and onto the field. And then two by two, we walked up and split off to go to our seats. I mean, I remember it pretty vividly. I don't remember... Um, the post-graduation like once we had our diplomas or our like fake not diplomas like our fake paper they give you when you graduate um I remember like being there with my family and taking pictures and stuff but it's like a memory of a memory if that makes sense it's like I remember that it happened but I remember no context of it happening yeah I don't remember much uh I'm the same way like I'll see pictures of my graduation, yeah, like back home, and I'll remember that happened, but I don't remember like what led up to that moment. I remember the day happening, like I remember graduation day happening, but when I look at pictures from the ceremony or like post ceremony, like pictures of me and my mom or pictures of me and my dad, uh, I don't remember taking those pictures. Yeah, I don't remember any of that stuff either. Yeah, but then we had like a project graduation where they locked us in the. Like in the school, we went. We went to uh, a water park. 
Yeah, so for us, like, we got to stay the night in the school. They had, like, a band and food, and we were class of 2007. <laughs> oh. And so we did, like, the 007 theme. So, like, in different parts of the school, like, all the 007 movies were playing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I didn't stay the whole night. I probably was supposed to, but I think somebody had a bonfire party somewhere and we left. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, I remember Project Celebration was like the thing to do. That was like the place to be. Uh, I, I was so pissed because we had ours at a water park and you're locked in there from what, like 10 at night or till four in the morning or something like that. What, whatever crazy hours. And uh, I had plans with my buddy and he was like, yeah, I'll pick you up, man. And then we'll head to Project Celebration. And this place is far, far from where we lived. It's uh, So it's on the state line of, of Texas and New Mexico. Oh, man. Yeah, so that's good, I don't know, 30 miles, 40 miles, something yeah. like that from uh, from where, where we were at. And I was like, okay, man. And then I get I get home, and I remember calling him, and he just wouldn't pick up. He wouldn't answer. And then uh, I finally got a hold of him. I was like, man, where are you at? He's like, no, I'm not going to go anymore. I can't go. So I was just stranded. I was like, what the fuck? And then luckily, Chewy showed up. So my brother showed up. And uh, I told him, he's like, what's what's going on? What's happening? And I was like, I'm just fucking pissed. Like, this is bullshit. And he's like, oh, come on, man. I'll, I'll, I'll take you. I'll drop you off. I was like, he's like, I won't be able to pick you up. You'll have to find a ride. But I, I'll... I'll drop you off. I was like, fuck yeah, let's go, man. Like, hop on somebody and bring me <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> and that's what I did. I, he ended up taking me, and then I fucking, I found a ride home. That's funny. But yeah, I don't know. Like, every time I just hear that song, it's like graduation day. Graduation day. And then when the Darius Rucker version came out, it became, like, widely popular. Um, and I was like, oh, it's not like. It's not the song, you know. It's like the remake, but well, yeah, because you're still, emotionally tied to it. It's still the memory, yeah. I like the I like the Darius Rucker version better. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> All right. Well, that that was your song. Yeah. yeah. What's your next one? Okay. <laughs> um, so this song, uh, this is when I first got into rap. This is like the song that turned me on to hip hop. Like I heard hip hop and rap in the past, but it, I didn't connect with it. Like I heard Criss Cross and uh, I heard Vanilla Ice. Yes, I'm saying Vanilla Ice. And you know, I've heard, I heard other ones, but I never connected until I heard this one. And this was from Tupac and it's Ambitions of a Writer. Mm-hmm. So like that intro was like, uh, it goes, He's like whispering almost. He's like, I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. You don't want to fuck with me. <laughs> that I heard the intro. Eddie played it for me. We were like just hanging out at his house. He's like, dude, I got this new music. And back then we were listening to stuff like Metallica, Nirvana, Green Day, like all the punk rock shit. And then he's like, dude, I got this new music. You need to check it out. Like it's the shit. You need to listen to it. I was like, okay, like play it. And uh, he, he put on that CD and uh, as soon as he hit play and then you like heard the music, the instrumental, whatever it is, and then you just hear him come out, I won't deny it. I was just like wide-eyed, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, this is amazing. It changed your whole perspective. <laughs> yeah. And Eddie was just like cracking a smile, just like, dude, this is the shit. <laughs> and then from there on, that like I was hooked. Uh, like uh, I asked my parents to get me a CD. I ended up getting it from Monica for Christmas. Like one Christmas, she got it for me, and uh, yeah, I think that was my first uh, actual album, yeah. my hip hop album that that I got, and that's like that's what started me on on rapping hip hop. I for sure have emotional attachments to um, the Tupac greatest hits, and so like you have to get backstory, but the backstory was. Like, growing up, I moved back and forth from, like, my dad, my mom, my dad, my mom, my dad, my mom. Well, eventually, my mom moved to Clarksville, Tennessee, which is um, predominantly black area. Like, there's not a lot of white people there. So, when I moved to live with my mom in in fifth and sixth grade, there was, like, three white people in my entire, like, grade. And I was one of them. Um, And so... 
I obviously only grew up listening to country music. It's still my music of choice. Like I listen to a bunch of different music, but country is my music of choice. But that was not a thing in Clarksville, Tennessee. Like we didn't listen to country music. Um, and so I started listening to like a lot of the, like uh, the Tupac albums, Biggie, Cisco was like a big thing oh then. Um, like all that stuff. And so I just remember like, and I'm in fifth grade, right? So I'm, what, 10, like nine, 10 years old because I was young for my grade. And I would just be like fucking jam sessioning to like Dear Mama, like all the words. Brenda's got a baby. <laughs> Bam, in the trash can, right? Like I was just like like <laughs> rapping out all the lyrics. And now thinking back, like I really like that album just brings me back to me and my sister. We would just like jam out in the basement of our house to those albums but it's also like why the fuck were you letting me listen to that when yeah. i was nine years old i don't know it's like parents i want to say they didn't care they just it wasn't that much of an issue like to watch grown-up movies or or listen to music like that have you ever listened to like lyrics of some of the songs that we list like the city high song yeah um that was like hands down one of my favorite songs when i was like in fifth and sixth grade, maybe even seventh grade, I would sing that song all the time. I put it on all of my like LimeWire CDs. <laughs> I mean, that song was it. And now I listen to it as an adult and I'm like, dang, we was listening about people just prostituting themselves out to feed their kids and like jam session in like it was the song of the century. Yeah. Um, but it's crazy how just like, song or even just like music like the the instrumental parts of songs it just like takes you back to a different time yeah i mean this song the ambitions of a writer came out in on 1996 yeah man shit so i was 12 i was in middle school i remember that yeah i was a baby i'm just a little (laughs) weak time oh man that was good times um, what's your next one? All right. So my next one, I picked the song that I like the most off the album, but really it's the album itself. And I don't, hold on. Let me find the, I don't want to mess it up. Um, so it was, oh man, <laughs> I'm all acting like a kid over here. My fingers can't. Google fast enough. Um, all right. So the album is the Relentless album from Jason Aldean. It came out in 2007. The song on the album that I remember the most is called No. Um, just like the word no. But in 2007, I turned 18 that year. I graduated high school that year. Um, And I left for basic training that year. So graduated high school in May, spent the last summer like hanging out with my friends at the lake in Smithville, and then left in August to go to basic training. Um, And then went to, um, or left basic training in October um, and like went home on like the in between well you go to tech school and you like show up and then whatever so I showed up to tech school and 2007 is when that album came out and that's when I really started like really listening to Jason Aldean he's like the only artist ever I've bought every single album he's ever put out listened to all his songs I'm just a huge fan but um that specific song I remember going home on Exodus that's like Christmas break when you're in school. Um, going home on Exodus, I bought a truck and I drove from Tennessee back to tech school. Um, and during that process of like driving back during Christmas, um, so however far it is from Tennessee to San Angelo, so what, like 15 hours? I drove it in one day and I just listened to that Relentless album over and over and over for 15 hours from like the time I left Tennessee until the time I got here. Um, And the specific song, the song No, I don't know why it just like 
every time I hear that song, it takes me back to that road trip. I don't know if it was just like that. It was the first time I was like a real, an adult, I guess. Like I was 18 years old. I was living on my own. I officially had my own like brand new truck that I drove off the lot. Um, way too expensive of a payment that I couldn't afford at the time. Um, but just that album itself, it's like the transition from being like, living with my parents and relying on them from everything to being like, okay, this is me on my own, like going into adulthood into my life. And then now here we are 14 years later and I still listen to Jason Aldean albums all the time. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. I have an album like that for when I moved to Vegas. So after leaving first duty station, San Antonio and driving from San Antonio to Vegas, like the album that always comes up is it's a community album ultimate victory but that was like the album that i listened to the majority of the drive i still had my like huge cd case ipods were a thing then but this was like 2010 yeah ipods were a thing mp3 players were a thing but i was still like stuck to cds uh i, I wouldn't let go of them <laughs> and th- that was the album that like reminds me of that road trip and it was the same thing it's kind of like a it was like a fresh start moving yeah. to Vegas. So it kind of I mean, felt that way. I kind of feel like that when I moved to Vegas too, because I left tech school and went back home for a rap, which is like recruiter's assistance. You do it in between technic, well, usually in between tech school and your first duty station. So I left here and I left San Angelo and I went home and then I drove by myself from Tennessee to Las Vegas so I drove from Tennessee to Amarillo, stopped and stayed the night, and then from Amarillo into Vegas. Um, and there was, I mean, I just had like a lot of burnt CDs, I remember, like listening to a lot of burnt CDs, but all the Jason Aldean albums, I just played them like, but I also stayed on the phone a lot. I was like talking to people while I was driving, but I was just by myself and I kind of felt the same. It was like, I mean, this is real. Like, I'm not going home. I'm not going back to, like... This is your life The comfortability. Yeah. So, yeah. Jason Aldean, he did it for me. We'll be doing that in another couple years. I know. Well, year and a half, just about. Mm -hmm. Damn. Now we got this whole damn zoo to take with us. I know. (laughs) All right. uh, My next one. This one. So, this song came out in 1994 it's going even further back oh no i guess bone was yeah. in 94 uh this one was a 94 i thought it was in 93 but no it's 94 so green day dookie album the song specifically basket case yeah so oh, man, do this... you have the time oh, i was like is this the one we always argue about no 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 that's that didn't the ozzy osbourne song <laughs> They have similar beginnings. Yeah. Um, um, but no, this song, it takes me back to, let's see, we were, no, we were already living, yeah, we were already living in, in the house on, on in Socorro, but it reminds me of my grandma's house, and specifically, mm-hmm. like, me, Monica, Chewy, and Jimito. Jimito at the time, my little brother was... He was at least one, so he was maybe like a year and a half or something. But he would sing this song. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking a little bit further down the road, because there's no way he was singing at one and a half. So maybe he was like three years old or something like that. He was just, he was still little. Yeah. So maybe it was a few years after this song came out, but we were like jamming this song big time, and me, Monica, and Chewie, we knew all the words to the song. And then I guess we sang it so much that Jimito caught on to the words. Yeah. And uh, it just reminds me of him singing. And it's kind of like like Dallas when she was a little bit younger. right? And it's you one can, of my songs on my list. We'll talk about it. You can barely understand the words that she's saying, but you know she's singing the song that yeah. we're singing. And that's how it was with uh, Jimito. He's like missing his teeth and and all that. <laughs> and it was just funny. And then like me, Monica and Chewie just being there and specifically like at my mom's house and my grandma's house. Like in, in that little that room, the the camitas with the twin beds. <laughs> being in that room and just jamming out to Green Day and then singing that song. Nothing else, just like that 
one moment in time. Kind of weird. Yeah. But that song, like, we frequently will listen to, like, throwback songs, and that song comes up a lot. So does it always trigger that memory when you hear it? Yeah. 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 Like, I, I know Chewy. Chewy's the one, like, that got us started on it because he did that. Uh, he was the first one to do that 12 uh, albums for a penny deal. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember that. You, Where you like, could send, like, a thousand different email addresses? Yeah. No, not email. Or no, this is, like, like, people in your house? Yeah, they send you a letter in the mail, <laughs> and then you have to fill out this form. And it, all it asked, asked for was, like, name and address. And it's like, okay, uh, you get this subscription. It's You get 12 CDs to begin with, and you only pay a penny. And then thereafter that, you have to pay for each CD or whatever the subscription was. Nobody did it, though. They just got the 12 CDs, paid the penny, and that was it. And you could forge names. Um, uh, after a while, you had to change the address, like send it to somebody <laughs> else, send it to your, your friend's house. Your, your aunt, wh- uncle. Whoever. <laughs> but you could you could get, like, the same address and the same subscription as long as for, like, three or names. four yeah. <laughs> times. Yeah, as long as it was a different name. And Chewy started doing that, and like some of the c- CDs that he bought, it was like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Green Day, The Proclaimers, uh, oh my God. some some others, something Brothers. I don't know all this crazy music, right? But Green Day was one of the big ones. That's crazy. I like remember listening to Green Day when I went through like my emo stage, where I just listened to like rock music, um, but it was like. Green Day, Linkin Park, Evanescence. Um, just like, I don't know, my dad hated every second. He'd be like, stop listening to that. <laughs> but I mean, I just... Shut went, up, dad. I hate you. Like, yeah. like <laughs> I'd be listening to the song. We can't be perfect. <laughs> I'd have it all loud and I'd be like screaming the words from my room. <laughs> Super extra. Okay. Um, but the next song is, for me, um, is Johnny and June by Heidi Newfield, I think is who sings it. That song came out in 2008. I was already, like, in Vegas at the time when I discovered that song. But um, a few years prior, I had, like, really gotten into Johnny Cash. I don't know, like, why. I had never been a huge fan of his music. But... I really got into his music and then Walk the Line movie came out. Oh, so that was... It came out in 2005. No way. It came out earlier than that. No, it didn't. I just Googled it. It came out in 2005. So... I don't believe you. I mean, you can Google it too. I'm about to Google it because I remember that being a thing in, in high school. When did you graduate? I graduated in 02. Walk the Line, the movie with Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon? Yeah, I guess it was 2005. Yeah. So I like really was into Johnny Cash music and I wanted to go see that movie and nobody wanted to go with me. Um, And at the time I was a sophomore in high school. So I finally convinced my dad to take me like, let's go see this movie. So my dad, me, Ashley and Shane went to see the movie. Um, I think Shane was with us. Pretty sure. Um and I was just like in love with the movie. I don't know why, uh, but I still think it's a great movie. Um, and then when this song came out, I was it was one of the songs that I listened to on the way from Tennessee back to Vegas. And the song's just obviously talking about Johnny and June Cash. Um, and I don't know why, but every time I hear it, it just takes me back to the memory of like, go into the movies as a teenager with my dad and my siblings to watch that movie walk the line. Um, and the two are not related at all. Like, let me be very clear. They're not related at all. The song is about finding love like Johnny and June, pretty much like you're going to have trials and tribulations through every marriage, but you got to find a love that's like foundational, like underlying for all the craziness that's going to happen. Um, and every time I hear the song, it just is like, one, uh, their relationship was a super terrible relationship, but like they loved each other through it all. Um, and two, just like having the memory of nobody wanting to go with me to see the movie, but then like my dad and my siblings kind of rallied around and we all got to go see it. Um, and so 
every time I hear the song, which isn't often, I think I have it downloaded on like my iTunes, so it'll like pop up every once in a while when I'm listening to music because I don't have service in the car. <laughs> um, but whenever I hear it, it always takes me back to being a little sophomore in high school and going to the movie with my dad and my brother and sisters. Sister, singular. The twins weren't there. So, I don't have like these cool stories like you. I just... Uh, I don't yeah. know about cool stories. They're just memories. Uh, I could have sworn. I thought Walk the Lion came out earlier. So, what the hell am I remembering in high school about Johnny Cash? Uh, I don't know. Sometime in high school, Johnny Cash became popular and he was a thing again. Yeah, he, he put out that song, Hurt. Um, and I want to say that came out earlier, but he died in 2003, but you were already out of high school. In 2002 is when he put out that song, Hurt, and I thought that song was horrible. Um, I mean, he, you could just tell as he was singing it, he was like old, you know, like, um, but it kind of revamped everyone's love for Johnny Cash. Um, all right. So my next one is <laughs> this one is it's Drake song successful. That's a good one. I just want to be, I just want to be successful. That one. So it came out in 2009. Uh, and I want to, I won't say it brings up like a specific memory, but it more, it captures like a point in my life that was kind of like a, a turning point for me. So came out in 2009. I was deployed at the time. Uh, I heard, I heard about it. I heard about Drake and he was like barely getting big. Um, I listened to some of his music, but I didn't really connect with it. I was just like, eh, I was still listening to all my Texas music and all the like Kanye West stuff that I was listening to at the time. So 808 and Heartbreaks and, and everything that he had before that. And I stuck with that. And then after I came back from deployment, I listened to Drake again. And it kind of like that song successful really is like, which just uh, made me a fanboy where I was like, Oh shit. Like, this is fucking amazing. Like, oh man, Drake is a man, and this song is just like, fuck yeah, I just want to be successful too. And that was it, a really it good just, album. Yeah, it just felt like you were coming up too whenever, or I did whenever I, fe- I was listening to that song. But like, it captured it because, uh, like, I had just came back from deployment. I was fresh off uh, uh, that freaking marriage. Uh, I was starting my life over. I had money in my pocket because I was fucking broke prior to that. Uh, and then I found out that I had orders to Vegas. So it was like everything was just lining up and my life was getting like bounds and leaps better than what it had been the past few years. So, and then this song was just, just like solidified it. Like I just want to be successful and I'm heading in that direction. Yeah. Uh, so that that was badass. That's, like, Drake, for a while, I mean, like, I don't, for a while, he was just what everybody was listening to, it seemed like, um, but I just remembered that album in particular, listening to it a lot. Um, yeah, because I listened to a lot in Vegas, like, when mm-hmm. I got there, that whole year, 2010, I was listening to this this album, which was, like, his mixtape. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Kanye West album that had just came out, uh, Dark and Twisted Fantasy, I think, or some, something yeah. like that. My Dark and Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. Like, those two albums were that 2010 year in Vegas. And I still jammed my, my Texas music here and there. Chameleon Air, Slim Thug. I was still jamming Mike Jones. <laughs> so, who? all of them. Mike Jones. Who? <laughs> Man, I was listening to all all them before they got like super big. I started like in 2002 with them. Yeah. Cuz that's when I went to Soul Ross and that's when I started listening to all the music from Houston. Mm-hmm. And then they were the big names coming out of Houston, but they were just like state big. Yeah. Uh but that Mike Jones coming in there, 
Slim Thug, Chingo Bling, Swisher House, all those guys, like they were they were known in Texas, but they weren't nationally known. And then like right around 2005 when, when I joined the Air Force, it's like they blew up. Yeah, I just remember the Mike Jones song, like with his phone number. Yeah, 281-330-8004. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, that song was like really big and everybody was like calling that number. And yeah. It was his real number. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, uh, I think he eventually shut it down when like he went mainstream. Yeah. Uh, but before that, it was his real number. We called it and we got his voicemail. And then at one point, because he was he was gonna do, he was doing a a concert in El Paso. At one point, um, no, we hit we got the voicemail. My buddy Adrian left a message, and then Mike Jones called back. Yeah, yeah, he called back, and he left a, a voicemail on uh, on my friend's phone. Oh dang! Does he still have it? Yeah, uh, probably not. Mike Jones, who? But it was like, <laughs> oh shit! Like it, it was his real number. It was crazy. Yeah, I think after that it became like a business thing and it just, I don't know. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that was, that's a good one. All right, so my last song that I have um, that triggers memory, it's from 2017, so it's not really old, but it's Luke Combs, Beautiful Crazy. It was the song that turned me on to Luke Combs. Um, and I got like borderline obsessed with his music. <laughs> Um, and I was kind of like Jason Aldean, the albums like for Luke Holmes, like I was with Jason Aldean, but I started like getting all his albums, listening to it because I don't know, I think I was like back right when I first got to Vegas, I started listening to music and I learned that like the best songs are songs that don't go mainstream. They're like the hidden, the deep cuts. Yeah. Like the, the hidden songs on albums. So I always like. If there's an artist that I'm truly just like, man, your music's amazing, I will buy their albums. Other than that, I typically will just like stream it or whatever. Um, but Beautiful Crazy really gets me because I listen to it a lot. It's the first line, like, her day starts with a coffee and ends with a wine. And I was like, man, like, this is real talk. Like, this is real <laughs> life. And so I got obsessed with the song and I was listening to it all the time. And then Dallas, our youngest daughter, it was like her main jam. Yeah. So she was little, just like a little chunkster. She'd be in her car seat and she wouldn't know all the words, but she would just be singing her little heart out. And you knew like that's the song she was singing when she was like saying random words. But um, so every time I hear the song, one, it just reminds me of like when I first learned about Luke Combs. And to just like little chunky Dallas, like singing yeah. all the words. <laughs> well, a couple of years ago when we got uh, Alexa, she was all, when she figured out how to play it, she was like, Alexa, play Beautiful Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Yeah. Freaking Dallas. Hello, bye bye. All right. Uh, let's see. My last one. We're coming up on 45 minutes here, so we can wrap it after this. Yeah. Uh, my last one is, I don't know what kind of music this is, punk rock, alternative, whatever it's classified. It's from 2000 and it's uh kryptonite from three doors down. Mm-hmm. Will you still call me Superman? Right. Mm-hmm. If, oh yeah. If I'm alive and well, will you be there? Hold in my hand. Hand. I'll yeah. keep you by my side. Yeah. That song. Uh, it reminds me of. So in it reminds me of high school and partying in the back of my house. Like you were listening to that kind of music. Yeah, well, we listened to a bunch of music. Most of the time it was hip hop, but this one in specific, my friend Robert, he he was more into alternative music, and he he found this album, this group, and this song, and he brought it, and it pretty much like kicked off all of our their we used to call them kickbacks. So all of our parties, like we call them kickbacks because it was usually just a handful of people, the guys from the neighborhood. Eventually they got bigger. More people started coming, but we was always just hanging out and drinking beer. The majority of, most of the time it was just me and the boys, uh, for our kickbacks. But every time we started the night, that's what we started with this song. 
uh, kryptonite, and it just got you. It got you like hyped and in, in the moment, and it just kicked off the night. So every time I hear the song or I think about this song, it takes me back to you know, that whole era of uh, when we were hanging out in the back of my house, having kickbacks, and that thing was like a staple in our use for high school because I want to say like my freshman and sophomore year you, we always went looking for parties right like hey where's a party at this weekend or yeah, whose house are we going to and then sometime in my junior year uh, of high school we were cleaning uh, the backyard behind this shed that we had in the backyard and it was like the perfect spot you know there was just a spot back there it was like, man, we could just hang out here. We put a fire pit, and then we ended up decking it out, and we had Christmas lights in the works, <laughs> and it just became our little spot. And, like, the first time we hung out there, we just it was just me and and uh, Eddie, Robert, Eric, Adrian, and we were just hanging out, just, like, not doing anything other than bullshitting, just like what we were doing inside the house. Uh, and then it turned into, all right, let's grab some beers. Where are we going to get beer from? And we got them from a bunch of places. Some places actually sold them to us. <laughs> but we ended up having beer, and then we were just party back there. And then before you know it, like, people around school caught on to it. So they just show up, and then be fucking, like, 50 people back there in oh this t- <laughs> tiny little place. And But for the most part, it's just us. And uh, that's, like, the song that got us kicked off. So it reminds me of that whole era nonsense <laughs> so I, I don't have it on my list but like when you're telling that story there is one song and i can't think of it right now but the song that you always would start the nights with when we were in vegas oh uh, and uh, say it ain't so no that's not it oh damn it i don't know what it i can't think of the song but um like when we first started dating we lived in vegas Every time, like, we were about to go out, you would always play that song. Like, thought, every single time. I'm pretty sure it's that one. No, it's not. It, it was that one, but, like, the party songs that were uh, that always came out uh, was the, that Black Eyed Peas song. Yeah, that's the one that I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. You always would start the night with that song. What is uh, it? That, that's a, it's such a good song. Uh, man, when I hear that one, it reminds me of Vegas and, like, the nights out that, that we had there. Uh, Black Eyed Peas in 2010, but it's like tonight. Ah, fuck. How does it go? I can't I remember. Know. Black Eyed Peas 2010. I'm like looking at their songs, but none of them are like sticking out. I got yeah. a feeling. Yeah, I yeah. got a feeling that tonight's like, gonna be like when I would get good. there. Like, you'd be upstairs doing whatever, so um, I'd be, like, talking to Archie downstairs, and then he'd be like, all right, here we go. He's almost done. <laughs> <laughs> um, because you would always play that song. Ah, uh, I fucking love that song. That was, like, the party song of 2010, <laughs> at, at least at least for me. Like, And it's such a feel-good song. Every time it you hear is. it, you're just like, man, I'm in the mood to just be happy and just <laughs> it is do whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of music that just reminds me of Vegas. Like the Lupe Fiasco album, that whole album just takes me back to Vegas. But man, you played that album on repeat for like months. Well, that's what I loved about... never changed. (laughs) That's what I loved about CDs. And I miss that. Because now you have to stream everything and it plays randomly, randomly or whatever. But I miss like just listening to a CD and wearing it out. Like I did that with all my cds so like that lupe fiasco one i, I put it in the cd every player. time we got in your car it was the same one yeah. so it's like you were the one driving to work that day the whole way there and the whole way back we were listening to that out hell yeah and i would leave it in there for weeks if not months months like put it in there <laughs> and I, it just keeps on playing and i was like perfectly content with it i never got bored uh until the the new uh, whatever new album popped up yeah but like that kanye one um Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah, that's the red one right with like the square on the front. Yeah, yeah I played that forever. Uh, the Kid Cudi album. Yeah. Like Man on the Moon. Like, I gave up on Kanye, and I know it's like one of your favorite songs, but the Through the Wire song, I just don't like that song. I know so many people love it. It's like what turned them on to Kanye, 
But I just did not like the song. I don't know why. I had like no like preconceived notions about Kanye at the time. I just didn't like the song. So I naturally was like, that song's garbage. I don't like him. And then when I started writing with you and you started playing the Dark Twisted Fantasy album, um, I'm like, man, this music is good music. Hell yeah. It's weird because every album that he put out from like his first album up until that one, I I stopped listening after that one, but it was like they were all different. Yeah. Um, they were all different sounds. Uh, but yeah, that Through the Wire, like that triggers memories for me because that's what got me started on Kanye. It, like I was just at, at home. Uh, this was, two, it was 2004 and I was at my mom's house in my room and I was watching, it was BT or MTV, whatever was playing mi- music videos. And that one came out through the wire yeah. and I heard it and, and then I was watching, I was like, Oh shit. Like, who's this? Who's this Kanye West guy? And, uh, I was just like super motivated. I heard the song. I was like, Oh man, like no shit. He got in a car wreck. Oh, he's rapping. He's got a, uh, his mouth wired shut. What? Yeah. And, and then, uh, after that, I was like, his album hadn't been put out yet. Yeah. So I was like, I waited in line to grab his album after that. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, like, so Kanye, that, the Dark Twisted Fantasy album reminded me of Vegas. Um, and then the Eminem album that was like trash that you really tried to get, you tried to like it and made us listen to it. Uh, and I was, was like, we got to be done. <laughs> like, was it Relapse? Maybe. Yeah. But the recovery one was like, that, awesome that one, that one but the relapse album i was like we can't keep listening this is horrible yeah there's so many i was just like <laughs> vegas but you guys also like have to think when we lived in vegas we had almost a two-hour drive to work like probably an hour and a half to work an hour and a half home so we spent so much time in the car and then we would go out downtown and that was like another 45 minute drive so there was a lot of time spent in the car in Vegas. Yeah. So much music was consumed. Yes. It was fun. But there was a there was a lot of fun had in Vegas. Yeah, but if you guys are listening, you should think of some songs that trigger your memories and go back and listen to them. I tried to listen to some of these today after we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I heard Thuggish Ruggish Bone. Not a few, maybe a couple of weeks ago, I heard, uh, wake up, wake up, wake mm. up. It's the first of the month. I don't know how that got into my playlist, but it, it did. So, all right. You ready to wrap it up? Sure. That was fun. It was. I enjoyed <laughs> it. A little trip down memory lane. So many memories. <laughs> Such good songs. All right. Um, all right. I, there's nothing else we have for you until next week, babes. Yep. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scout. We'll see y'all. Cub Scouts. That's what I said. I know. I said scout. Uh, All right. We'll see y'all next week. (laughs) Later.